Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, your boy, your number one fuck boy. Your number one fuck boy. Your number one fuck boy. And I am in the High and Mighty studios with returning guests for the trilogy. For the third time, returning is Anthony Atamanik. Hey, yo. Yeah. Number two fuck boy over here. The number two fuck boy. Oh, yeah, you say fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we just did this for 40 minutes and just put it up. <laughs> it would be like Bobby McFerrin's next yeah. album. It's like the worst improv exercise ever, just recorded and put up. Hey, check out Conspiracy Theories Part 3. Oh, my God. They should do a fucking podcast called Sound and Movement. Oh my god. And I bet you could just... sell it to Hal. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hal. And it's just like wah, wah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> and then what's the always and then of course the hand slapping the floor. Yeah, and roller coasters. Whoa. And zombies. And um <laughs> I wonder, is there anyone who's like good enough at sound and movement that they could make an interesting audio version of that? You would have to be like a group of you like. You'd have to be like master, mi- uh, <laughs> not mimes, like master. Foley artists in yeah, a way. Like yeah, like dance and foley artists. <laughs> right, right. The person who entered the intersection, the Venn diagram of <laughs> dancer and foley artist. Ah, uh, yes. I am a Russian ballerina and foley artist. I do banana sound then. <laughs> Wait, what's the sound uh, of a banana? Banana sound. Okay, so. I, the sound of inert object. <laughs> yeah, I make a sound that of a fruit that don't make move or nothing. Um, guys, we are less than mighty in today's studio. We're more the form. Oh, I, I packed it. <laughs> um, guys, Anthony is back because he yeah. knows he's because he's in town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in all honesty, and because we happen to text about something else, yes. and he's free now, so we get another crack at conspiracies because you know. How little I know and how curious I am. So I love it's to true. fucking talk to you about conspiracy. I could lie to you about everything, too. You, you, 
I'm for sure all, I have. <laughs> I'm sure, but not on purpose, but about no. 18% is lies. Yes, I like when I get corrections on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I think the big one was um, Blatowski or whatever yeah. her name is, which I still think I say correctly. Yeah, who cares? I think, no, but I like just because I know that that person maybe will Yeah, if they're listening again. again. <laughs> um, so before we get into conspiracies, let me read some quick reviews of my podcast, some negative reviews. How have you been, Anthony? Uh, I've been really good, you know. I've been uh, just came through the holiday gauntlet, and uh, you know, took some time off. Yeah, from uh, being the dark depressed. one. Yeah, being the dark one. Yeah, Donald Trump took six weeks to process the future I saw <sighs> and accept what I was going to do. Dude, you're like I know I've said this to you before, and we won't talk about this too much because I really want to talk about conspiracies. But you're like living a Black Mirror episode, like the 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 what's his name? Uh, the blue, the little blue creature. The I forget cartoon. What it, yeah, yeah it's the I forget what his name. Ollie or whatever, something like that. And you know what's funny? That episode, I waited to watch that episode for a long time. It's really funny. It's like you start doing the impression of this guy. Waldo, and then, Waldo. Waldo. And you get a blessing and a curse in that you're like, I could work for four more years. Yeah. I can make a lot of money in the next four years. Yeah. But also, <laughs> the reason I'm doing this guy is to fucking take him down. But I will say in all honesty, people always ask me that. It's like the number one thing that everyone says to me as if it is a like unique singular thought that they've had. Uh, and you didn't do it that way, but I'm saying people do it all the time. They're like, tell me, you, you were pretty happy. Like, right. it's always some version of no. that. I have to tell you that being, we're doing the View live, like the View election coverage, and like seeing Ohio go for him in the middle of doing it, like in the middle of wearing the makeup, I had nothing but a sinking, like, like oh God, like this, it's, Going bad, yeah. Like somebody, yeah. There was, I did not have any vision of like, yay. I was really ready to retire. It. In fact, it felt like a nightmare. Like when in a nightmare, something you want to stop doesn't stop, right? And then you go, oh, this is a nightmare because that's what happens in nightmares. <laughs> yeah. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> my life is technically a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and transitioning kindly to reviews, as always, uh, listeners, shitheads, if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, I will read it on the air. So let's oh, um, so brilliant. Let's give it into it. So this is from Atomic Tony. Called, hey, that's me. Oh, is it? Thank you for reviewing. <laughs> Not that you even listen to my podcast, nor how do you know how to use iTunes. <laughs> no, I don't know how to use iTunes. <laughs> um, his review uh, is called It's All in His Name, and the review states in all caps... Junk food overeating nerd gives all but really underwhelmed subscribers. Oh, I see. It's an acronym. It's like uh, uh, J O N G A B R U S. Junk food overeating nerd gives all but really underwhelmed subscribers. That's pretty good. That's really good. good. That's my you. Atomic Tony. That's my favorite review so far. I'm proud of you, Atomic Tony. And my nickname in junior high or earlier really was Anthony Atomic Dick. Oh, because your last name is Atomic yeah. Dick. Yeah, it is Atomic Cause, Dick. Because, oh, well, to be fair, in fourth grade, you put a uranium pellet in your urethra. That's and you were right. like, it's a urethra pellet. <laughs> urethra 238. And then it was like, wah, 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 wah. And now I have three piss holes. <laughs> now I piss in like a fucking sprinkler. It like piss spins in, around. Piss the t- in the center. Come on the sides. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> All right. Here's another review from Alex V 88 uh, no wonder John can't find a steady job. He doesn't even bother to show up to his paid gigs. 
Oh, Improv for Humans, San Francisco Sketchfest. <laughs> Listen every week. Okay, so this guy, I missed. Oh, what happened? I missed the Improv for Humans show because I was stranded for five hours at Salt Lake City. Really? Yeah, coming from Sundance to Ooh. go to Sketchfest. <laughs> Somebody's special. And I got stuck in the snow or the rain. Because the snow and the fucking uh, the brakes went out on the plane. They were like, oh, we can. And someone was like, you don't have to fly without brakes. Let's get the fuck off here. So I was at the airport for like four hours. And of course, the show I miss is Besser's, like the only dude I'm still kind of like don't want to cross. Yeah. But I was like, bro, I'm not going to make it. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, I'm stuck in the fucking airport. And here's the crazy thing. I flew home the next day on Sunday, and I got stuck at the airport for seven and a half hours. San Fran to LA is a 90-minute flight. I got stuck in the fucking airport for seven Again, hours. because of the storm. Right. Do yeah. You know what? I drove from San Fran to uh, here yesterday, five and a half hours, and smooth the entire way. See? A little bit of rain. Yeah, if I would have flown, it would have been cool. (laughs) But if I would have actually gotten in the air. Yeah, yeah. But no. So fuck you, man. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, dude. You know what? I got to tell you, man. Your disappointment in someone not showing up is uh, petty. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact is, is I'm sure you have show like you have missed the boat on so many things in your life. You should go to a mirror and read that comment aloud. <laughs> you hear that, Alex V88? <laughs> read that comment aloud while while lo- locked your own eyes. Lock your wait. What did I just say? While you lock your own <laughs> that eyes, was very look your yeah. While eyes locking to one and thine other. This is one thing I want to say about John Gabrus. Uh oh. No. I may have said this before I come on. It's not that it surprises me, but it always dazzles me the complexity of your the depth of your intelligence. <laughs> Thank you. It is amazing. <laughs> That's really nice. You have such a sort of like what do you call it a fourth dimensional brain <laughs> where you will bring things in from sides that you're sort of not expecting but make sense the moment they come in. Oh, thanks, That's man. A That's a high compliment. Yeah. That's really funny. I had. Sean Clements in here the other day and we were talking about iced coffee but then we got on this jag about he had like some bitterness towards me when he was coming up because everyone would always be like you know he's like actually really smart and funny and it was like I didn't know like I was that was my always my axe to grind was like in the theater you know everyone just gets like that high school opinion of you or you yes. get a, or you at least project onto them that they have of you or yes. whatever and we were saying how I my big axe to grind was like nobody thinks I'm smart you know what I mean just because yeah. I'm big and fat and loud and and disgusting and oh wait hold on i'm not smart i'm a fucking monster (laughs) i mean no but it can be all things and also like people assign me values that are not true that i'm like okay you know some of them you're like i'll take it like you believe that about me i'm like sure fine i mean you're a fucking (coughs) i always describe you as a mad genius like you're just fucking like like i just picture you turning around with like a fucking you know like the cartoon black uh Blackface? Yeah, you have like blackface. I always picture you with blackface. What the fuck? I mean, it's maybe because you are wearing blackface. <laughs> you were like, it's yeah. all audio, right? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, watch this. <laughs> Let's and you cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> the, all right. Well, all right. Full disclosure. I'm the one in blackface. Yeah, let's just say Johnson. I'm in blackface. Yeah, all right. All right. That's a better bit. <laughs> At least I'm not laying a, an insanely offensive act on you. <laughs> Even though I brought it up. <laughs> That's classic contaminant. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> that is a great thing I forgot I could do, too. I could bring something up that's like a bomb, and then somehow it becomes somebody else's problem. And then you're like, all right, cool it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Wait, what? Nah, we're all kidding. No, Everything's great, man. Great. Everything's <laughs> great. Everything in life is great. Oh, <laughs> fuck, fuck. Oh, I'm so baked right now. Yeah. We haven't even started talking about conspiracies okay, yet. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so. so I'm fine and everything's good. Every, I'm fine. Good yeah, to hear. How are you and you're good? Oh, we just do 45 minutes of how I am on my podcast. Go, well, that's all we have time for. <laughs> Comic gate, pizza gate. Uh, that's what I want to talk about first. Okay. I want to talk about pizza gate because sure. I'm obsessed with this. I know. I'm not obsessed like I'm informed obsessed. I'm obsessed with it's the strongest comedic presence. Like it's the biggest leap I've ever seen. And it's surprisingly popular. Here's the thing about Pizzagate, and I do want to look something up as we're talking about it, only because it's you don't important. have to. Don't worry about it. You could just be wrong. It's fine. You no, know, you know, I'm gonna I, if it comes up. So the interesting things here is the intersection, and it's this new space. It's not even a new space. It's like conspiracy theories always sort of ride the line either of like anti-Semitism or. Um, sort of almost like Naziistic, like esoteric fantasy, right? And like real conspiracy, okay? So, for instance, we go uh, the Kennedy, just for easy, obvious right. one, there's, you know, the metaphors of the Masonic assassination and the angles of where the bullets came from, or there is the idea that the different companies that were sponsoring parts of the parade or were there are like SIVA backwards and like different, yeah. like there's all, okay, so things that are rooted sort of in misinterpretations maybe of antiquity or not right or esoterica but again even in the 19th 18th century the freemasons were both uh, fa- uh the, the freemasons weirdly were uh abolitionist for the most part yet there was a large southern freemasonry movement that was run by albert pike and he was a st- he was like a slave owner okay yet Black lodges, Masonic lodges, were one of the first places where there was sort of equanimity in Southern culture. Well, eventually integration in Masonic brotherhoods, even though the lodges were still separate. To this day, they're all black Masonic lodges. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got some boys back in Bed-Stuy. Yeah, there we go. So so the point being that you have those types of intersections of conspiracy thinking which go into esoterica. But then you have these other ones that are about child sacrifice, bloodletting by that, the Jews. It's like a cult. It's a cultish. It's occultish. like witch warlock yes. kind of yes. world stuff. Yeah, and the idea that Hillary Clinton in some email apparently mentions—I forget—but it's some like chaos god or like some sort of Malachet or something. I can't yeah. remember the name. And like, you know, it's done in a joking fashion. Yeah, but it is. An inside joke, clearly about stuff like the Grove, the place that's up in Northern California, where all the business leaders go to do the sacrificial run of the bull, <laughs> sacrifice the ball to ball. Do you I know don't. This? No, I don't know this one. See, this is what I love. We're already, we've already in the first five minutes of talking about conspiracies. I've said like, well, in the 17th century, and now we're all the way back to a bull in Northern California. But tell me what this is. I don't know the Grove conspiracy. Uh, you it's know, like it's one of those like uh, a cabal of the most powerful yeah, people like, get together and do this gross thing together. It's or... like American um, version of what's the European one? The oh god, it's I not wanna... the running of the bulls, right? You know, you're talking about no, no. It's uh, it's uh, uh, the trilateral commission, but I can't. That's not what it is. Uh, I'll remember it. It's later, fine. But it's, it's okay. Like yeah. Some other. Uh, it's a gathering of business leaders. Yeah. And Bilderberg. Bilderberg. Oh, okay, in Europe. Okay. So this is sort of the same thing. It's like a bunch of you know business leaders, private, and think about private wealth. The wealthy people we don't 
this is always the people who frighten me the most. We don't the ones we don't know. The anything. well, the billionaires and multimillionaires that we have no idea what they're doing, where they're putting their money. Yeah, like we don't know what they. They're guys who aren't the CEO of a company we've oh, heard yeah. of. Exactly. Like there's guys who aren't like. What is his name? Tex Rillerson or Rex Millerson? Rex Tillerson. <laughs> Rex, Tillerson. <laughs> Rex Tillerson is like the Merle Haggard of oil. Yeah. <laughs> Rex Tillerson. <laughs> Rex Tillerson could also be a, a elite high school quarterback in a Texas yeah. football movie. Tillerson team. drops back. <laughs> uh, Rex Tillerson uh, had a horrible car accident. <laughs> yeah, of course. Paralyzed the neck down. <laughs> we got to play for him tonight, boys. Just kidding. Here he is, Rex. Yeah. Rex Tillerson's the kid in the hospital bed who learned his lesson about being a douchebag. Yeah. After- Getting into a car accident. Yeah, he like uh, races too hard. Now he's now he likes black people. Uh, but we're talking about a fictional Rex Tillerson, not the actual one. Yeah. We've, we've extrapolated that, so there's no threat against him. But uh, but I will say that Rex Tillerson, uh, I feel like his testimony should have been like, I've been everywhere, man. Like the minute he ever talks, it's just like... <laughs> But I was just using him as yeah. examples. Like we know he's a sketchy, super rich guy, right. but we know how he got there. Exxon, yeah, yeah. he's visibly known. But then there's like random fucking Dubai guys Dubai, and shit. Hey, like yeah, yeah. and American, and Amer- Dubai guys, American. I mean, people, dudes, who, the kind of people who hang out in Dubai. When I said Dubai guys, oh, not yeah. like oh, uh, you, not Arabs. not Arabs. Well, yeah, there are also a bunch of Saudi princes, and I mean, you know, Twitter is. Partly owned, I think, a thirty-four percent stake by a Saudi prince. See, that's uh, someone. And I think that I'm not saying that like we'll better watch out because of that. I'm just saying it's interesting to look at whose investments are in the things that are essentially utilities at this point in right. the United States and in the world. I mean, Twitter is a utility. We haven't acknowledged it yet as that, but it is a utility. I mean, someone used it to get elected. Someone used it to get, well, yeah, someone used it to get elected. <laughs> someone took, or at least didn't, maybe what he did per se didn't, but uh, oh, no. it was a big faction of what uh, uh, polarized, not polarized everyone, brought everyone together. Well, it unified that end, and also I would argue that it is becoming a direct transmission machine for the president circumventing research in the press and it's a private company and if we are going to say that part of first amendment expression is that a business can decide not to sell a cake to a gay couple which i am not saying is right but i'm saying it seems like that was ultimately the decision that was made was if you haven't entered into the contract as a private business you can determine whether to do that or not i'm even saying that's right but the right believes that let's say that yeah so if that's true, then doesn't Twitter have the ability to go, we are canceling President Trump's account because we're a private business and we don't want the world to end because of the our business, yeah. because of our business. That should show you the short sightedness and I think the more dangerous industry of the 21st century than fossil fuels, weapon production is social media and its integration with advertising. It is the great villain and the irony is that the left, for the most part, and especially the elite left, are all integrated into the social media giants, and they do not have anyone's best interests at heart. They want to. They love division. They enjoy the attention of the division that online trolling and abuse creates. Right. Because it's a Jerry Springer show now, all the time between you, everybody. And you need every. On the you planet. need like every six seconds, something new and awful has to happen yeah. so that you can light up. Ping, ping, so everyone can have the fucking slot machine go off in their pocket or visually yes. or the ring. And, oh, new info, new this info. Is yes, yeah. Our self soothing device. And granted, Twitter's usership is not even that large. I think right. it's smaller than Facebook. So it's not like I want to overstate the power of it in some ways. But the, unfortunately, because the media's coverage of it 
it overstates its power right. as it does a lot of things. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So back it up to, to the growth. Day. No. Yeah. Before oh. the but now let's. I like is- that we also take the audience on the trip with us as we get super baked. It's like we'll yeah. spiral you out, but we're gonna try to bring you guys oh, back. Oh, in. I want you to come back. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I so okay. we're coming back to the Grove. So That's in Northern California. That's the Builder Burgers. It's like the, all the rich people get together and sacrifice some like, calf do a or ritual. something. They do well. They do a. It's it's now ritualistic. It's no longer an actual bull. Right. But they have either a bull statue. I think they might have someone dress as a bull sometimes. And they go through these pre-Christian rituals. Yeah. Which is, again, fine. I'm not saying it like it can only be Christian rituals, but I'm saying it is a fascinating thing that in such a Christian, but, Judeo-Christian society that the richest people, the most powerful people who move the money and sort of drive the narrative are for the most part participating in pagan ritual. Now, is that a conspiracy theory or is this proven? Mm. The grow's a real thing. The bull mm. ritual's a real thing. Yeah, see, it's crazy. It's crazy to... It's for real. But see, th- and that's the problem. And now we're seeing it, not to keep bringing it to uh, modern politics, but... I mean, conspiracies have a, right now have a huge effect on modern politics. Let's All right, so let's talk... Let's get to Pizzagate now. Oh, I'm yeah, obsessed I'll with Pizzagate because yes. it's a... I love insane logic leaps. Like, there's not even a justification. You couldn't even backtrack to the, the smallest crystallization to justify why someone would think this. So to explain yes. what Pizzagate yes. is, yes. Uh, some uh, like using some conspiracy ideas and some things that they misinterpreted in like email or... It was um, in the WikiLeaks, in Podesta's emails between other people, making mislinks between saying, I want pizza and using pizza interpreting pizza as a code for sex with children right so that comet pizza a local pizzeria in washington dc was a place where hillary clinton podesta and other elites on the left side would fuck children in the basement which it does not have a basement. Uh, in the basement would fuck children in the basement of a pizzeria that none of them own that none of them have any family attachment to yes they would go to this other business so implicating the owner of the comet pizza as some sort of front to fuck children that was a theory and you think oh that's wild but then you find out a dude goes down to the pizzeria with a gun Uh uh-huh and it's like I'm gonna research this and find out and see. Right, me. someone thinks they're being a fucking hero, and I get it because we just did the same thing with like the the mattress, the Trump pissing on the mattress, uh, getting uh, prostitutes to piss on him. Yeah, we just took the same thing. We got this one little fact and we ran with it. It's like, what do the Russians have on him? He's got sex to, and then we're like, yep. wait a minute, we just heard one little nugget, we and the left flew. Illusion. Well, this is the problem. They're taking that bait and running with it. Oh, I have so many things I could say, but let's stick let's to keep it pizza. pizza gate. Yeah. So pizza. So here's the thing about pizza gate. The interesting thing is I've told I've because mentioned on this show the fucking before. of the chil- fucking of children is like a uh, pre like, like a, a ritualistic. Art, well, it's the, the power of the taking the virginity or well, the uh, magic sex magica, and so there's all versions of sex magic. There's like. Which I think sex magic is probably, and I'm making a total bullshit guess, but my my guess is the link of sex magic is to Eastern practices of Kama Sutra and things like that. Yeah. And was sort of reinterpreted into, but I think it also comes from sex magic from Egyptian priests and and this idea of like that you could summon different states and uh, create different through ritualistic sex. Yes. 
And so, <laughs> just, you whether know. it be like you have to be fucking underneath the full moon while yeah. this, or like while the stars are aligned a certain way, or it's got to be a young child, or, or like it's gotta be a kid, or it's got to be homosexual, or it's yeah, gotta be... or it's got to be the most powerful person, or everyone fucks. The power comes from this queen yeah. woman, you know that like weird. It's not weird, I guess. It's like whatever you want to well, make. You, who it. the hell knows? I always think these things like. Who the hell knows? Because most people are never ever going to practice sex magic because they're like, that I don't one I don't even know what it, most people are like I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, those who know about it know about it like what the hell's that? Yeah, and then, then even the diehards who are into shit like like researching shit like that aren't going to actually do it. So if there are people practicing it, it's got to be very few people. So therefore, who knows if it really works? <laughs> There's just no like empirical data. Like, right. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm not saying that it does, but I think I'm just it's saying funny. let's try. Let's fucking... just try right now. Let's try. Fucking All right, right well, now. you, I gotta get this kid out of the crate over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you and I, uh, you and I, fuck goats, and that's like we we think we're like alerting some power, but we're really just doing it because we're fucking nasty. <laughs> but I am saying like it is interesting that things like that because they're so obscure. It's what allows that conspiracy to happen, that belief to happen, right? right yeah. Because if you leave it so it's so relegated, then people can go, well, it could be possible. That's all you need is that space of opening to go, it could right. be possible to make everyone buy into whatever story attaches to it. Right, because that's what drives me, like, accidentally a couple of times this year, like, read the responses to a tweet, or like, the, and it's like something pro Hillary, and I'm just like thumbing through, and it's like, Child molester, murderer. Why don't you talk about the person you had murdered? Why don't you? And I'm like, yeah. Do you, if people really believe that, isn't that crazy? Like, wouldn't you go like? I mean, I people say she murdered someone, but I feel like she's too in the spotlight to have gotten away with it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how does no one have that next logic step? Or like, but that makes no sense. Well, that's the vi- because because this is the problem. These things which started to occur. I mean, this is a growth of an illegitimate source of information that's built out of the Inquirer, the Examiner, and right. Weekly World News. And this sort of cheap paper magazine that then became news magazines, that then launched the careers of Maury Povich and Bill O'Reilly, yeah. that then became the way that news started to be done, that then became the inference became actually a story to be debated as opposed to a whack job right. concept. We have legitimized The news has changed to a, the headlines are now question marks yes. and there's five people arguing about it. So Rather than just a, like a statement. Yeah. You're right. It used to be like tornadoes are bad and now it's like, Tornadoes are bad. Yeah. Two lunatic Christians here are going to explain that tornadoes help us. Yeah, we used to not debate the, or I think facts. there was less debate about rote facts because there were people of a more serious grade. Yeah, this is what's so amazing right now. And it's also now we can talk about advertising and shit. Like you're like now because they oh, have everything. to, get, they want people to tune into CNN. Well, it's so become gonna, entertainment, right? And, and the, what's the, more entertaining, people all... arguing or people just someone telling you the truth? You know, no, not for twenty four hours. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, that when it's tw- unless it's just a boring. I mean, what cable news really should be is what headline news was, which was just rotating information with just new information. Right, every ten minutes they would. I think it was like twenty minutes they would run through new sports, weather, entertainment, and that was what headline news was just forever. Yeah. I think it still is that. But then when other cable news networks noticed that they... But now, couldn't they... Think about this. Imagine if MSNBC or CNN 
put the budget into doing frontline style pieces all day on different ills that face America. Yeah, in the like world. why can't it be like full blown sixty minutes? And that's where I think Vice is like coming in hot. I yes, I yes. They're do not. They're I, not doing it well. I, and no, they're no, yeah, I'm not, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I I have only this skepticism and not skepticism with Vice, but like. I do think like what they do is is really incredibly um, in depth. I mean, their piece on the Turkish, the the Kurdish rebels fighting against ISIS was a really awesome piece, and I love how invested they are. I only want to hope it doesn't verge into the space it seems to verge into, which is sort of like white alpha boy danger tourism. Right. And I think that that's can misfire because when you, again, need to have the guy with the beard almost like die on a rooftop or yeah. uh, like when you start that that becomes part of the thing you're doing is to get that juice. It's just like what happened with, uh, you know, Oprah, Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah, it became like it the, all this. It be- itself in a spiral. It gets worse and worse because and it you're gets craving from like, that attention. Originally, it's like I, I was molested and now I'm going to confront my and that, then it, you know, it's something hard hitting or it's like um, I'm a closeted gay. I'm going to come out to my parents. Yeah. And that, then now it, it's like we fucked each other and it's fake. And sometimes yeah, it's fake. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, like we're brother and sister and we fucked each other. Yeah. And it's like they're not brother and sister. They're actors and they were hired by the thing. Right. And we, it's the World Wrestling Federation of what's happened to us. It all converged because no one minded the boundaries because the, the, the flood started when cable grew exponentially and then at the same time cable and internet intersected about and mobility. And because these things all grew at the same time, it's like a bacteria culture that in a time lapse just is like spilling out of the Petri dish and just moving down the table. There is no control on what's going on. And so we keep trying to manage the world in a 20th century way and, and we don't even conceive of the levels of like integration we need to have happen to get a foothold on the chaos that is growing every day. And I do want to make this point about this thing with chaos and, and the, the, the Pizzagate and what's happening with the Kex shit and the 4chan and the trips and dubs and 4chan yeah. and the, 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 the chaos god idea is that um, you know humanity, and you could go back and review a lot of mythology, is about beating back chaos. The Bible is out of chaos comes order. Right. Pretty much every human story is about order from chaos. Right. And we are, if you notice, in the zeitgeist, out in the atmosphere, there are a lot of references to chaos winning the day. Even our right. New Year ritual, which was based on the vernal equinox in, in um, Babylon, was uh, uh, the celebration of beating back the god of chaos and they used to take the king and drag him by his ear out of the throne room and he'd have to cry to show his humanity and then he would be king for another year or whatever. Oh, oh that's wild. And uh, Macedonian culture. And so uh, this idea of order versus chaos is real and is actually of all the conspiracy theories and sort of like things that people look at that they're like interested in outside of their normality. Yeah. This idea of the developing order rituals of order rituals to defeat chaos is a real thing i think people are going to have to figure out i think this is what the assembling and the marching is is our innate human understanding our hive understanding that if we don't beat back what's happening right now 
the whole switch is going to flip right. on humanity. Like you think this huge reaction, this huge pro reaction to protect uh, women, what we saw with the marches and stuff, you're saying is like an an unconscious reaction to shit's about to be really bad. Yeah. Why are why it is all of a sudden this quadruple the size of anything that you know what I mean? Yes. Like oh, or similarly, if you want to say with like the with uh, Martin Luther King with the march on Washington, it's like yeah. they as a culture they must have felt like this shit's fucking too far now. We like well, this was the point. There's a breaking point, and I mean, listen, even to make comparisons, I think you can't. The civil rights movement to me was like uh, uh, also like this breaking point of 250 years. Yeah. Right. And this and this sort of, you know, uh, think about it. It's like what it's it's essentially begins in there. You know, it's going on forever. But the sort of most notable events that we at least we're told in the in US, education yeah. in the are like 54, 55. And right. that sort of extends the Voting Rights Act. So the first off, that's 13 years. So people have to realize that a protest for a day is not enough. You gotta like do like <laughs> yeah. No, years we are nowhere. We are nowhere near. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like the suffering that was happening in, in segregation. You have to think of uh, a, a, a group in society that's already reviled by law and by everything in in you know in the in that dynamic. Yeah. Saying fuck it and like standing up like that was like almost like a suicidal act. It's right. like we're just gonna be and not yet we're gonna be peaceful and yeah and t- and 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 show the world how. Oh, I wasn't comparing it like and similarly with to the stuff with the women. I was just saying oh, no, it must be weren't. like the they the chaos has gone on for too long. At the, yes, yeah, but what I, what I guess I wasn't saying that. Well, I'm I'm not correcting you that way. Yeah. I'm just simply saying what's interesting is that um that with that. There, I would almost argue in the civil rights world, there was like there was a chaos right. that was just being foisted upon the black community. Yeah. It still is right. by the yeah. white community, right? You live in a world of, as I've heard many times, this is how I'm interpreting it, <laughs> of tension from arrest, from prejudice, from abuse, from whatever. The, your life is like that. Yeah. You know, women, Discrimination. Women's women. lives are something. Listen, yeah. everyone, of course, everyone, and I'm not saying all lives matter or anything like that. <laughs> anyone listening, it's like, well, I have tension. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. We're talking about systemic tension from the group you exist in. Yeah. And so you go through that experience and then think, well, what is so interesting now is that people who have been in the space of like, and it's what led us to Trump getting elected. It's what led us to not even considering Bernie more seriously. It is the complacency we had of our white supremacy that we would not, that we don't ever get lumped in. It never gets that bad for us. Right. No matter and what, I, no I matter what happens, that. no matter what happens, it's, I'm still a white male right. in the end of and in I, the end. I really think, and I think white women too. I mean, I yeah. Think they oh, I think the white women and white men over like they were the overwhelming people that turned up for Trump. Well, I yeah. know and yeah. white women, fifty-four percent. I think, and then also the the big one I love is that it was people fifty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars a year majority voted Trump in men. So it was the credit card class. Right. It was a class of people who were just like Trump. They pretend to be richer than they are, and everything. Is it's my. It's literally my social class. Yeah, coal miners. It's right. Not fucking <laughs> factory workers. I'm sure it was in some voting demographic, but not the overwhelming thing. Right. But right. Again, you have the media say it's the working class. How do the Democrats win the white yeah, working class? Yeah. 180 like, grand. 180 thousand dollar household is not like fully working class, especially if you're not. Yeah. Maybe in L. A. and New York, you are at that point just living a, a normal life, but you're living in New York or L. A. Yeah. So Pizzagate. So is, Pizzagate. So but but. 
like here's my thing. What I want to do is I want to like make a documentary where you take 15 of the biggest Pizzagate proponents and film them as they like the people who are like be like loose change. Yeah, and, and you walk loose pepperoni. <laughs> you loose my loose pepperoni is my high school nickname. <laughs> I just made loose pepperoni before the You did. <laughs> you did absolutely destroy my bathroom with some loose pepperoni. Well, you said risotto actually. <laughs> I, I said, "Boy, I'm glad that risotto came out." <laughs> um Wait, hold on. Oh, I want to take like 12 of the biggest proponents of Pizzagate, all the top Reddit for the people pushing it the most, and go, okay, come with me. What do you? What questions do you need to answer? Do you want to go yeah. look at pizza? Where, where do you want to go? What, who do you want to ask? you want to talk to the owner of Pizzagate, yeah. uh, to, of Common Pizza? I would want to make a documentary where, why don't we just straight up dispel that because shit? Because what would happen is they would get all uncomfortable. They believe in their lie because their lie is attached to a deeper belief that is a more core universal belief of a certain demographic of people, of which I have been in and out of in my life, yeah. of being like, no, there's always some way the power class is fooling me, and they're getting away with something, and it comes from I feel outside in my life, yeah. I feel like things are against me in my life, and I love the, and part of it is I love the fiction and drama. I love the idea of a world where there is a secret yeah. basement where Hillary Clinton is raping a child because it's a more interesting world. Right. And it's not just like, nope, she's shit. in power and yeah. she's in power because she worked hard and got there. And I, and so again, not advocating it, but just simply saying like, that's where that thinking it's. And do you think TV fucks and TV and movies like, because yes, uh, it's like they have to create. Quantico? Yeah. I watched that garbage the other night and was like, Jesus. No, I love that show. I think I have a U5 audition coming up next Friday for oh, Quantico. you're an actor on Quantico, of course, <laughs> I respect you. You're just doing your job, but... You know. But... What what I'm getting, <laughs> but like Law and Order and these shows have to show you something fucked up every week or so, show something dramatic. Yes. So then, like you watch House of uh, House of uh, Cards, House of House of Lies. You watch Don Cheadle and House of Lies. No, you watch House of Cards and you're like, oh, this is like this must be what's exactly happening behind the scenes. Like, no, this is a TV show. This yeah, is I think not everything people, is the killing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, and yeah. I think people watch that shit and they go. That is what really listen. Even I will watch it and be like, I bet they do choke people out in garages. Like you, yeah. You know, part of you gets like you want it to be like that because it's more interesting, right? So, and because then it helps explain like, oh, there. It's not just it puts or, it puts order into chaos in a way because it's not right. just like people get killed. That's right. chaos. No, it's like there's a cabal of people choosing who gets killed or who gets right. it. Yeah. Well, how's this? The do you, uh. How ready were you to believe that Trump raped a 13-year-old girl? I have a hard time with that. Right, but I'm saying when you yeah. first heard it, was there a part of you that went, oh, if this was true, knock yeah. him out. And, right. right. Well, okay, so let's imagine you're way more diehard. Because right. we're not even, I mean, even though I do what I do, and I can be like into news and get into it that way. Uh, I went through my diehard phase way earlier yeah. in my life. I think my diehard phase is beginning. Oh God, help! Yeah, you. I know. I feel terrible, but, but I feel like it has die to. Die hard when you're like die hard. But I'm saying delusional. Oh, okay. You okay. start I'm not to go. To... I mean, delusional. You start to be like, yeah, he raped that thirteen. Absolutely. And he's he a monster. This and this yeah, and, this. and he is a monster. Right. And that's he... what I'm saying. That's what you're saying to yourself. And yeah. he might have. I'm not. Listen, I don't know anything. I don't even really know much about the story. I'm only saying he totally might have. Who knows? Because I don't want to get in the whole thing of like if she said it, then yeah. how could I 
take her apart. I'm not saying right, right. We don't know. Fucking example. Yeah. So I'm getting mad at the people who I know already are trying to formulate the way they're gonna. Yeah, I think people are not listening anymore. (laughs) So don't worry about it. Yeah, you're right. I know. I say that every time, but then someone always tweets like, "Bro, I was there, man. I was with you. I got it, man. The Builder Burgers." (laughs) We've only talked about PizzaGate so far. Yeah, but let's. The only thing I want to say is that, like, um, you you want it to be true because then it helps prove your worldview, and it and then it makes uh, the lines less gray and more black and white. Hillary, I know it's hard to believe it. But there are people who fear Hillary, and I'm, I get that it's hard to hear it. Right. But there are people who fear Hillary. The way that we the, fear we Trump. We fear Trump. Yeah. And I know it sounds crazy. I know it does. But that's but this you is have right. to accept at least that it's true that there are people who feel that way. Well, here's the thing. This is where this is where I get. This you don't is have what, to endorse it. This is going to be too stonery of a thought. But this is where I get. This is where I run into some flack in my own brain. Is that I say to myself when I see these conservative right wings who fear Hillary the way I fear Trump support Trump the way I support a uh, left uh, candidate and I see those people and I go wait am I believe them to be so so incorrect so fundamentally incorrect about their priorities and stuff like that and then I go wait a minute how can we both Believe. believe that we're right like am I wrong Right. Right. Am I just as wrong? Is there something? Is there another? Like, how Like how can we disagree so much? Well, the blind... I mean, but then you're getting into the blindness of each other's... The blindness of opposite beliefs is... is, is uh, 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 the eyes are opened by the intersection of those two belief systems, and from that sorts a sort of common understanding that we both agree upon. Right. That is what government... I mean, that's the fucking purpose of government (laughs) the purpose of what we do is to understand that our failing human nature is that given to our uh druthers we are probably going to live in a belief only world and not a dispassionate fact world and that's the tension that's created and of course and the reason you're not one of those people is because you think that right like the minute you think like well maybe (laughs) then you are already someone who's not like that yeah the people who are and some are necessary. You need to have a certain portion of people in a movement that are dieharders. Yeah. That are, because they're the ones who push the people who want to maintain the status quo right. further over to realign ideas. But the danger now is that we're not in a space of ideas anymore. No, it's we're a, in a space of arguing over who it's has victory. the turf and victory. It's just victory at all it's costs. Fucked up. It's at all costs. Evangelical Christians came out for Donald Trump. Yeah. Who? Uh, yeah. And they hate Hillary for staying with her husband after he cheated on her. But then they'll turn and say, like, I don't care that Trump has had three wives and, and has committed, committed to, to adultery, assault. like committed, committed yeah. adultery, like yes. wrote about it in his own book. Yeah. yeah. Or something like some. I'm, I'm sorry. I may be misquoting something like that, but he's not like even just divorces. Evangelical Christians like yeah. three divorces is not like. Yeah, I know it's like a tired hack thing, but it's like if Barack Obama tried to get elected and he had oh, two dude, ex, he had no kids way. from three ex from three different women, no people would be like, "This motherfucker here, no, dude." He uh, people most- would not say this motherfucker. People would say way worse shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's say some of the things people might say if Obama. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I just walked walked you into like nine traps. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is my weird prank show where I bait you into saying something awful and then get you fired off as an SNL Ir- writer. Irresponsible. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. That's what you're aiming for. <laughs> um, but so Pizzagate is David Ike stuff. David Ike, I've mentioned before on the yeah. show, the I am me, I am free. Yeah. Remember I told you the story about how I was reading the book and it, he talks about a, a retreat with Bill Clinton, Al Gore, Hillary and Chelsea. Yeah. And I turn the page and it's like both Bill and Hillary start having sex with their daughter. And then Al Gore shows up late and starts jerking. Right, right. I remember this. Because he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember reading that, and this was in Barnes and Noble. This book was in fucking Barnes and Noble, and I'm like reading it, going, "This is amazing. This is insane." Right, and it's almost it's like fan fiction. It's so crazy. You're right. like, but he believes it, and he's published many books. When that type of thinking it starts getting a little more popular, that thinking that I thought was insane to be in a Barnes and Noble ten years ago, that thinking is legitimized to the degree that the president of the United States, chief national security advisor was willing to entertain that theory. We are in a we are in such a bad spot and people like don't even understand the level of bad spot we're in. Because right now everyone in the media and, and also weak minded politicians, we have had such a softening of all departments and now they're all staring in a in just jaws agape wondering what the fuck and is happening. Exhaustion, which is a huge part of like propaganda and fascist regimes, yeah. is is to exhaust you from like, all right, well I can't fight all of these battles. Yeah. And they just fucking bur oh God, it's yeah, it, we're in a very, very oh, bad it's bad, man. It's bad. Like there's there's um you know there's no, right it's like no understanding of what's gonna come. I mean Al Gore is a vampire. That's you know, like that's, that's your, right. really true. Al Gore is a vampire, <laughs> but he would never jerk off because vampires can't masturbate. That's right. Everybody knows that because they have invisible dicks. <laughs> right, because uh, they're trying to. Uh, someone's hey, always someone's always trying to hold a mirror up. Did so. you really? Yeah, did you notice that vampires are invisible in mirrors except for their dicks? <laughs> yeah, it's so complicated. So they can only jerk off if they can't see their own bodies. And female vampires did puss. Oh. Female vampires. Just to be fair. <laughs> I know. You're so PC. Female <laughs> vampires, too. Don't forget their pusses. What does a female vampire do when she gets her period, man? Does she, like, bug out? That's like food <laughs> coming out of her? Oh, God. <laughs> this is like a Yeah, this is like a 90s stand-up. Hey, here's my question for you. These female... Because I remember there was, like, an old... <laughs> What did one lesbian vampire say to the other? It was like, see you next month. <laughs> oh, God. I think that was a joke my dad told me when I was a kid. That is so oh. fucking corny, and I love it. That is a good corny joke. Right. And it's like cheeky and not offensive. It's just like, <laughs> I'm sure I'm, sure I'm going to be on like the ACL, ACLUs. Well, and that's the other thing is like the liberals will attack me for that and will like be like, oh, yeah, we'll yeah, fight about know. this for a decade. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on the other side, on the other side is just Trump is just fucking, you know, They're just so having parades of nukes down <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, I met John Podesta. I met him at the Clinton campaign. He's a fan. I don't, like of we were at Trump. this thing where we fuck little boys. We were at this thing where we fucking kids under a pizza place. Is that the place you mean? Oh, Pizza I Gate. Pizza oh, Gate. Pizza. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of pizza. Was. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So anyway, they line the kids up. They're mostly runaways. No, so you met Podesta. I met Podesta, and he had. He was like, do the um, the white power. Uh, the, the I think, hold on, I think uh, my dog might be home. We'll okay. take a quick break. Okay. Hi, puppy. Oh, he must have known I was recording. You're cool with dogs, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
All right, we're back, and uh, joining us now is Arthur Gabris, who's going to be running around big time. I think my dog walker just dropped him off, and goodbye, Will. Who's that? <laughs> my dog walker. Oh. Uh, you know, Will Smith? No way. The Scientologist? <laughs> yeah, man, bro. The dude from fucking After Earth. <laughs> Yo, I loved After Earth. <laughs> I know you did, you fucking... Dumbass. I loved After Earth. Oh, I loved After Earth, and I loved the one with Tom Cruise where he uh, the same one, Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion. yeah. I love both. Of them. <laughs> no, yeah, those movies came out at the same time. It's like, what is L. Ron Hubbard up to, man? Uh, I love fucking uh, the that, Purge, man. The Purge is great. I don't get people who make fun of the Purge. The Purge to me is so amazing because, like, that I look at and go, "Well, that's like a super diverse cast. Women are just as." Like it's same equality yeah, in terms right. of toughness. It's all the things. Rich people are doing fucked up shit, yeah. and poor people are. Yes, yeah. and there's like neo-Nazi elements, conspiracy uh, elements. Uh, yeah. The the purge should be like a liberal anthem movie. <laughs> Yo. Like it's crazy to me that people judge the purge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little silly, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was didn't Trump's new motto be like making America greater this year or whatever? And it was, it was the and same. it was the same one from the purge. <laughs> oh God! And he said something. He like quoted Bain, yeah. which is just the most. That's a liberal conspiracy. He's like he's quoting. He's there's no way his speechwriter ripped that line off of Bain. It's a vague yeah. ass line of like we'll bring it back to the people. And who cares? And also Bain was a lame bad guy anyway. <laughs> yeah, and more importantly, Trump is scarier than Bain. <laughs> yeah. I was born in the darkness. I was you born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. What is he? Why does he sound like an old chicken man? <laughs> you merely adopted. It sounds like uh, the uh, the kids in the hall sketch, the chicken lady. Chicken, I'm chicken lady. Oh, I'm chicken born. lady. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see if the Batman breaks. <laughs> and lays an egg. That was nope. such a great fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some other conspiracies? Maybe not not some what not some new ones that are popping up because those are too depressing to talk to, too easy to attach to ter- like the but, terrible things happening. Yeah, yeah. What what are some other like semi recent conspiracies like that Ooh. that have come around? You know what I mean? Like I know people talk about the Illuminati so much. Well, there's the well. What about the one that's the Sinbad one? Right? Yes, now? the Mandela effect. Yes. Yeah, and it's like. The Mandela effect is just how you can completely misremember something, right? Like Baron, because people he did a, sh- a movie called Shazam, right? Right. That's what Shaq did a movie called Shazam. Kazam. I thought he did. No, well, the real Sh- one is Shaq did Kazam. Kazam, right? And then they believe Sinbad was also uh, in a like a genie, genie movie, movie, and it was called Kazam. But what's amazing? And to me Sinbad is- has come out on Twitter and said, "I've never been in a movie called Kazam." Well, that's like the be- That's like such a like like. Uh, un, uh, un or or sub or maybe conscious like uh, example of the lowering of our overall discourse by jettisoning every thought we have that should be dismissed from consciousness out of our mouths or into Twitter. That is, <laughs> they a, just go to a permanent location, right? Instead of something that just white... passes. If I wrote down everything that passed through my mind, I'd seem like a goddamn lunatic. Yeah, Some like of them a... let you let them go away. If you put everything immediately out and to someplace permanent, it's just going to perpetuate. It lives yeah, there, yeah. And, it, and I think that's a very like. That's like a white guy in his mid twenties saying something that people would be embarrassed at at a table, right? Because and it, it happens because, let's face it, uh, uh, 
what the comic I'm forgetting. Uh, Sinbad dresses sometimes in like, shiny outfits, shiny puffy outfits, which look genius. Right, and his name is Sinbad. Right, like so, the old yeah, uh, Ray Hornhauser Adventures, whatever that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it is the yeah. ultimate of white miscalculation. Yeah, where it's like, well. There was a black guy who was dressed like a genie. Yeah. It must be that. It right. And Sinbad, Sinbad was huge at that time. And or, let me yeah. see. What's another genie name? But Shazam was what I think Kazam said. Yeah. Shazam I, is cartoon, like a cartoon. I right. think that in some cartoons someone says Shazam. Yeah. And that is what the mis- miscalculation is. Yeah. Shazam is a Marvel, uh, Mr. Marvel oh, that's uh, in, in DC used to say Shazam to there turn from the little boy into the Greek god. Okay. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. So it's, uh, it's so amazing. That yeah, it's like four different IPs it. smushed together. Yeah, and then th- there's the same one with Berenstein Bears and Berenstain Bears. And people say that this is proof that there is a parallel reality. A parallel reality, yes. which which uh, amazes me because misremembering things is turn. This is this is a perfect example of misremembering something basic has turned into. Hey, Jesus I'm watching Anthony look at both his phone and his watch as he's ringing and he can't figure out how to hang up either. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, that's my actual eye. Oh, geez. That's that gross. Would you shoot that with a macro lens? Yeah. That's awesome. That's terrifying. Yeah, it looks like a butthole a little bit. It does. It looks like a blood, butthole with a <coughs> beetle in the middle of it or a marble. Like- it looks like a butthole with like a gateway to a star system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like a fucking uh, that's inner space as you shooting out the rectum into the real world. <laughs> that's the second time I've mentioned inner space today in a podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did were you wait comedy bang bang? Yeah. All right. So do a crossover, uh, shitheads. If you're also a comedy bang bang fan, listen to the episode with the Tamanic. And that's right. So this would probably come out after that. Listen to when that. Is ep- this one coming out? Probably uh, in early February. Oh no! Uh, that this the, the, the bang bang comes out January thirtieth. Okay, cool. So, so you'll ch- have listened to it. You'll have listened to it. And now you'll be like, this guy never shuts up about inner space. But now you'll know that this is one day for you. But I brought up inner space. Wait, no, and you know what? I didn't bring up inner space, and the other one too. It was the other guy. <laughs> Wait, so you were a part of a podcast where two different people? That's even crazier. That is because then you're the, you're you're the incredible. constant. Yes, but you didn't bring that info. No, I brought incredible shrinking woman up. Okay. Which is the Lily Tomlin view. And you brought up a picture of your eyeball. <laughs> and I, we got to inner space from there. <laughs> yes. Interesting, man. Yo, life's a Harold. Hello, We're just yeah. in the second beat. See, that's the magic shit, though. That's what I've always been attracted to is like, that is the part of esoterica that to me works. Right. What like Harold, to me, is an example of esoteric magic or something working. Well, yeah, when it... It when... divines an idea when done properly and it executes sort of all these things out of that idea um, that although sometimes are surprising, su- sometimes it's a surprise of how it's totally confirmed. Right. right. Just yeah. like, oh, yeah. So to me, that is where like real, like not conspiracy, but like real shit, like that's real to yeah. me. As opposed to, you know, although I have many books that are like introduction to hermetics or like magic power. <laughs> yeah. And then the book is just 600 pages of stalling. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's 600 like... pages of like what's inside oneself is yeah. inside. Well, the first like always 150 pages is like background history so that they could just fill up a bunch. And then you're like, all right, all right. How do I fucking make this girl jerk me off at yes, the fucking that's my favorite, pep rally? Like, um, 
it's my favorite trope of a sort of unknown genre, yeah. which is the like how to do magic book that's yeah. always just a huge stall job, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like has like a bag of stones attached to it, or like yeah, yeah. a thing of like incense. It's like, like burn this and yeah. relax. Look through this crystal at the sun. You know, and you're like, okay, ah, my fucking eye. Like I can see God now. <laughs> uh, wait, what were we saying? You were like, how about this conspiracy? And oh, like, I was just saying. So the Berenstein beer that whole. Oh right. So they call that the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect because someone misannounced that Nelson Mandela had died on some small news story. And then people started to globally misremember it as Mandela had died. But Mandela's still alive. He's correct? still alive. Yeah, but if you like, I, is he? Yeah, I think so. No, Nelson Mandela's not alive. No, we can't look it up. We just have to be wrong about it. I don't think he's alive. Anymore. <laughs> I, I, he might I be he dead. Died. I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't get oh, to finish. That's, that's the Mandela. Effect. <laughs> oh shit! Did we kill him? It's like uh, uh, what's it? Uh, not a Skinner box. Um, uh, oh, Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat. Did we just kill Mandela by confirming that Mandela is dead? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Shit. We're... Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Hold out for next Christmas. We're probably going to do a lethal weapon. Um, knock, spe- knock, knock it on <laughs> heaven's door. <laughs> I remember being so moved for real when I saw that movie in the theater with my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother loved the Lethal Weapon movies. So when you saw Lethal Weapon 2? I saw Lethal Weapon 2, like the night, you know, when it came out. Like, That's so night, cool. And like, Your grandma sounds awesome. Oh, Tilly was the best. She's like, I love them. They're so funny. <laughs> and my grandmother would be like, they fucked you with the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> like, laugh. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I remember being like, this is so powerful. <laughs> it is. I, well, like, I remember being really. When he like comes to fucking Murtaugh's. Uh, uh, I love that when he comes to oh, rescue yeah. him at the end. Dude, like, Lethal Weapon. I, remember, I was must have been like 10, maybe 11. Like I remember watching that in the theater. And when he was going to jump off the building. Yeah. At the very beginning. And he handcuffs himself. You don't know the movie. Right. So you're and as a kid, especially you're like, what's. What is happening with the right toilet? Now? Also, Murtaugh on the toilet, and yes. when Riggs chooses to stay with him, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, that's such a Shane Black is so good. First of all, just yeah. everything he writes is so interesting. Yeah. But that for me is like that moment when uh, when uh, Mel Gibson's like, I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, and he's like, get the fuck out. Of here. He's like, no, you're never gonna make it. Your legs are, you know, you got uh, dead legs or whatever. That's so fucking. That that moment to me is like, oh, Mel Gibson is crazy. Yes. but he's like good crazy. He's like chaotic Dude. good. And that's what's. I think so sad about Mel Gibson is that he's a psychopath. And- yeah, I think as a kid growing up and like being like, oh my god, like he's fun. And yeah, and then he is a talented. And crazy yeah, and he's like, a good actor, a talented director. Oh my god, his movies are good, right? Yeah. Like his sit, his you know. His cinema choices are great. And you're like, Mel Gibson. And then it's like, you're a Jew. Why'd you blow me? And you're like, oh, no. It was like such a like. Yeah, he's the guy you don't like. I'm like, take Polanski. Take Woody Allen. Fuck him. I get it. But give me. I want Mel. No, he's a monster, too. No, I even like Apocalypto. Exactly. (laughs) And what's so sad is like, we're not sad, but like, of course, there's all these people who've grown up like just knowing Mel Gibson is an anti-Semitic like screamer. So like, that's the other thing is you're like, oh, like you didn't even get the untainted Gibson. Right. You didn't even get to enjoy Braveheart the first time you saw it. But then now when you watch Braveheart, you're like, this guy's a fucking lunatic racist. Yeah. Anti-Semite. 
I mean, have you tried to listen to a Bill Cosby? Bit I can't. Since? Have you ever? Have you tried? I to tried to. I tried to. Yeah. I went back to listen to one because I was going to do a Bill Cosby like himself. Oh no, it was Bill Cosby. Um, what, what was the album? I slept with my brother. No, I don't remember. Yeah. It, I had like I raped my brother or something like that. And oh, okay, like, yeah. I yeah. reimagined the Cosby bits, but like <laughs> instead of like him counting out Monopoly money to his son, it was like him counting out Tic Tacs. Oh boy! For like teaching his son how to roof. It was like an attack on Cosby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, but the but the uh, the thing that was weird was listening to it. It, it was like, oh yeah, I can't. Can't, I can't do like, this anymore. Handle listening to this anymore. Yeah, yeah. that made me feel bummed out because that was another thing that like I watched as a kid. Yeah, that's what they say. Like, never meet your heroes. You know, they say that because like yeah. the second you meet someone, you're like, oh, they are kind of a douchebag. I'd much rather just worship them from afar and yeah. not deal. And then it's like when everyone meets that hero at the same time, like society, when it's just revealed something like that about someone, you're like, fuck. Yeah. And you're like, that what a monster. And now. I uh, this is garbage. Yeah. Uh, back to conspiracies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Whoa. Well, uh, Let's fire up that vape again. Cut that, uh, cut that out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll cut nothing out no, unless I know you actually. You don't, but I like saying cut that. <laughs> yeah, you've said it about eight times. Now I, we're gonna have just a four minute episode <laughs> we reveal because everything we say is so no, problematic. I feel, I feel bad talking. I guess that's like a bummer. But my, right. my mom dated Bill Cosby. Did she really? Yeah, in 1963, she like hung with him. Oh, interesting. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think it ever got that far, but but they they hang out. She said he used to drink a lot of Greyhounds. Ooh. And watch football on Sunday. Vodka but after fruits. all that happened, I said to her, I was like, I called her when my, you know, did Cosby do anything? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. She's like, no, not really. Not like, really. No. <laughs> no, she's like, no, no. <laughs> not no, really. Like, sort of. Like, sort of. You're like, mom? My mom's Betty Boop, an old Betty Boop. <laughs> like, sort of. Oh, I don't know, Mr. Rutherford. Oh, Archie. <laughs> oh, no, she's, you know. <laughs> Um, so what, what, what's this, what's Illuminati? Like, why are, why, why do they think Illuminati's behind everything? Well, and how does one get into the Illuminati? Like, why is Jay-Z and Beyonce in, in the Illuminati? They're not. Right. Uh, the Illuminati, which was, uh, I think it was like a made up umbrella term. It's basically an umbrella term for For the the know-nothings and the Rosicrucians and the, uh, Masons and the other practicing groups. The, the uh, so we're talking about like these cult-like yeah. uh, groups or cabals of people that uh, yes. have one common cause, and they're well, often sometimes differing causes. I mean, using within the, the same I mean, common each, symbols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe Alistair Crowley. I wish I knew more about Crowley than I do. So anyone, me too, because he's like one of the occult magic guys. And I have right? all, I have so many book, oh, I have so many books that like I haven't looked at that uh, I want to read his this seven 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 book. I think. It is. Yeah, I don't know anything much about him except that he was like, uh, like sort of like a magic, sex magic hippie sort of people My looked at. Lewis Kornfeld is an improviser. At- uh, Magnet knows him. Megan, I think and Charlie know a lot about him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they do. They know a lot about him. And I'm like, very curious. That's something we'll uh, maybe we'll research it a little bit on our own and have another episode about it. But I think they mentioned it too. I think that like it is this belief of a sort of aristocratic element in esoterica, and then I think that it sort of got popularized maybe with the Illuminati trilogy in the 70s, 
which right. was the first investigation, sort of fictional investigation into um, this industry that then Umberto Eco wrote about in Foucault's Pendulum. Yeah. Of the first, you know, sort of, not first, but like. 20th century post-war conspiracy theory publications in printing. Right. There's a famous one that used to be at the World Trade Center that produced so much of the esoteric like material that went out. And there's lots of beliefs. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, well, right. there is a whole theory around that. Right, and, that, that like they were part of a target of like some yeah, extra. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, there's the whole thing of like the SNL loan scandal papers were all in Building 7 and all of the, you know, all this paperwork that like would have like damaged H.W. Bush when it came out and all that. You know, there's all kinds of and here we go to bring it back to the intersection of anti-Semitism conspiracy and, and how dangerous conspiracy theories can be and how important it is to uh, understand Fact the sources you're yeah. getting. Yeah. Well, even in like so in loose change are these different things, right? There is a, a and I'm not you know, I'm not a, a, uh, endorsing any of this. I'm just sort of putting forward that. There are 9-11 conspiracy theories that I think have to do with, like, what was the actual amount of knowledge, foreknowledge of the attack, or, um, you know, was there willful ignorance in order to get us into a war, right? There's that sort of conspiracy thinking, which maybe edges the closest to, like, possible reality. reality. Yeah, because there's, like, justifiable uh, motives Yeah, there's motives and reasons why that could happen, and there's a reasoning where you can say, like, no grand conspiracy was needed to ignore something, right? Right, right. And then you have the deeper ones there about when someone shot down a plane or when this happened or whatever, yeah. right? Or were there, you know, detonators in the buildings? And that gets a little deeper into, like, Whoops. how invested, well, who will? <laughs> I'm smashing someone everything. Someone just shot Gabriel. <laughs> There's been a red dot on my head this whole time. And he's like, talk. <laughs> I'm like, talk. I got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's all those things. Uh, so you cut deeper and then it's like, OK, well, that require planning or there's automatic. Um, there used to be one that, you know, that Muhammad Adda, none of those people actually got on and that they were reported in Saudi Arabia. Like seven days later, there's a New York Times report about, about how many of them were really on there. Had right. Similar names. And were they remote controlled or was there military? So now you're getting even deeper. And then, of course, there's the Jews, you know, didn't go to work one. Right. Right. And there's. Then there's the conflated one of the supposed Israelis who are watching and cheering in New Jersey, which is where Trump gets his millions of cheering New Jersey right. from that yeah. one. But then there is a, an actual news story about people posing as Israelis that had multiple passports and a thousand dollars, and that's actually on a police record. Right. And I've talked about that one on this. Right. One. But yeah, we're saying, and now we're like, we so keep you're getting way deeper, yeah. deeper. Right. And the problem is, at a certain point, it's the Jews comes into it. Right. right. <laughs> and the problem with that, and it's the difficult entanglement, is, and it is one of the murky spaces in sort of getting to the root of a truth would be the further into possibilities you go, usually the darker the ideology that lives there. Right. So, the deeper you go, the deeper you, and then until the end, it's like the answer is like cannibalism and pedophilia. Yeah. And that's where we come back to the Pizzagate and all that is this yeah. sort of tying together of things that um, both make us disgusted by them and put a patina on those people that's sort of unshakable yeah. to some folks. And then also you have this sort of neo-Nazi tribalistic thinking, which is at its peak right now in the world, especially with the Marie Le Pen and what might be coming in France and Germany. Right. This, this is a dangerous mo- time yeah. 
to be um, celebrating conspiracy theories. And yet at the same time, where are we in the space that the president and the people we think are going to be maybe the neo-fascists of the world? Are we going to then get in bed ideologically with the spy services and the CIA? And right. that's what sort of what main media is doing right now is sort of selling the spy services as like the salvation. The CIA is like stalwart, like we won't be offended by Trump. But you're yeah. like, when did we start rooting for the CIA? Right. And what, what is happening right and now? now how, why is the, the CIA is benefiting from Trump's presidency? Because they're going to look more honest and real. Well, they're also recognizing that there's a coup happening. There is a coup happening in the United States. A, a bureaucratic coup. A coup on paper. Yeah. They are purging everybody, and they are not refilling spots except with loyalists. There is a actual coup right. going on in the United States right now. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, if you really want to start comparing it to a coup, it's not the majority. But a lot of people stand idly by as it happens. Yes, and before you know it, people keep saying 2020, 2020. That's too far away. Who knows what this country is going to look like in four years. This guy in a week has already executive ordered that both pipelines are back on. He pulled out of uh, multiple trade accords. The the global gag order. Oh, yeah. the fucking EPA is not allowed yeah. to like tweet anymore yeah. because he, they tweeted a picture of the parks, yeah. which is their thing. But yeah. the parks happen to have Trump's uh, crowd size in it. Wow. Dude's fucking wild. And the thing he's like wow. standing in front of the stars that represent fallen CIA agents. And he's talking about there's only been like three presidential speeches ever in the CIA. And it's uh, in there. And it was like when Obama <laughs> revealed that oh, we had yeah. killed Osama, yeah. and when Bush came to talk about nine eleven, like they both did both. Because wow, yeah, and he fucking and he got there and his the ma- bagged it. and the majority of his speech was about uh, how many people were at his inauguration at the, the in front of the wall. That's like standing in front of the Vietnam Wall and not acknowledging like the dude. Like he's, me- I mean, here's the thing that's so scary, and it, I don't even like to say it because he's mentally ill. <laughs> He's a mentally ill person. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen, dude. I really don't. We That's just, the big conspiracy is, you know, the truth is right now is all bets are off in the world right now. All bets are off. <laughs> Holy shit. Hold on. What are we ending on here? This is interesting. We're ending on the fact that, like, fuck conspiracies. Like, it's worse than that. <laughs> like, it's, it's worse. Uh, it is worse yeah, it's than like any conspiracy There, there is no fiction to this. This is bad. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing is conspiracies are thrilling because they're after the fact. Yeah. And they are relitigating events that already occurred. So that can't safe. make that can only make them feel worse. But it's not like with your nine eleven conspiracy about uh, blank, you can't add more deaths. No, we're living the conspiracy right now. We're in the midst of the horrible thought. We're living the horrible thought. Do you have? I have some faith. Is not the right word, but I have some confidence. Oh, I do. I don't think that it's all over. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm. We're saying just. We're that- close. It's, Agents, it's time to get order. We out of are chaos. in the space of to- like there's going to be a transformation of some sort, and and the thing is, is a transformation does not occur. Usually, does not occur in just one stage. It usually has multiple stages, right? Yeah. So, we've had one stage of that. Yeah. Trump was a transformation, and whether we like it or not, fair or not, whatever. Yeah. 
so the next thing is what will be the reactions to that and how will that sort of spin out um, a result? It like makes me anxious to talk about it. Yeah. It's really yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. Well, it doesn't help that we're super stoned and I paranoid. I like, got myself winged out, but I really do believe that. So I think that, you know, I don't know what we're angling towards. I don't know if we're angling towards a certain sort of um, national sympathy for the military if they have to like take over. Like, I don't know what what's going on because I don't know what he's going to do. There will be a point, I think, where he'll go a bridge too far and people will be like, you, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not me. all going to. We're not all going to suffer this deeply because you like he made like shit. Uh, like a bridge too far. We're talking like he goes to do something a little too crazy and a major general that he's ordered or uh, yeah, someone, someone some like people in his refuses. cabinet or someone's like, we're not doing that, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is a bad choice. Yeah, I think that that is going to have to happen. And if nobody does that, then we're in deep trouble. Right. And that's that's the that's where the conspiracy is. What are people's end goals? I yeah. like you would think. I have to that someone would say, stop that. You have to go? Is that no, what you're I was going to say, this has made me have to take another shit at the end of this podcast. Are you panicking? <laughs> it panicked me, and a shit dropped hey, out of this me. This is the house to do it at. I left the New York Times, the baby wipes, the fucking top shelf, aloe vera toilet. house to shit in. <laughs> of course, it's what I do mostly here. <laughs> That's why my TV setup is dope, and my toilet setup is dope, because those are the two things I do the most in my house. Paul, I mean, I have a 27-inch uh, fucking <laughs> Retina HD monitor for playing fucking StarCraft on. When Flossie <laughs> hears this, she'll be like, yep. Yep. Because, like, that's the just the, that's my what life. my indulgence is. TV, toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, okay. what were we just saying before we got know. to? Oh, I was talking about the darkness of the end of the world. Right. The dark, no, yeah. <laughs> but like we're saying, uh, at some point they're going to say a bridge too far. I'm not going to act on this insane order you're giving. Whatever. Yeah. But that's where the conspiracy comes into play because then you go, well. That's you're you're counting this general or whoever this person is, this hypothetical person that says no to him that isn't in it for his own weird power. You know what I mean? Uh Like, God only knows. Like, well, what are the systems too? like he's Trump's outside of the system. So you have to wonder if we're thinking in terms of conspiratorial plans of the Bilderbergs and these folks. What is the position right now in those realms? Is Trump part of that exercise? Like, is he part of the course of this exercise? Or is he, or is he an outside? And is he going to be guided back into by the unseen puppet masters? Yeah. Like, does he is he not a puppet? He's literally a wild card. I'm no puppet. And, I'm no, no puppet. puppet. No puppet. No puppet. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, is he really not a puppet? He's just a wild card that will then become a puppet or a puppet will replace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and then you got to wonder. All this is, in my mind, for money, power. You know, they are yeah. sort of synonymous. And how many people need how much money, right? Like, yeah. at no cost, like, at destroying other people's lives, will you? Like, yeah. I understand being selfish, but being, like, so selfish that you are people attacking out. Yeah, I know. It's, like, so crazy on such a, when you get to such, that high of a level to well, think it's about. It's an indifference. It's a detachment and indifference, I think. It's yeah, a it's, disconnection to uh, it. From There's no empathy. No, and I think that people really believe... I know I even noticed this in myself. Like As I get older, certain things about the world, I start to go like, well, ugh, I'm gone pretty soon. Right. What do I care? That part kicks in. I'm not saying that's the totality of me, but it kicks in and I you look can, at yeah. it and go... Wow, well, if I'm not on a smaller scale, that, on a smaller scale, it's like some new piece of technology comes out or some new app and yeah. you're just like, "Oh, 
I'm not, I don't have it in me. And yes. it's like, that's part of you. That's just like, I'm giving Checking up on learning. Down. I'm giving up on, <laughs> yeah. uh, lear- I'm giving up on trying on for something. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. And on a grander scale, it's just like, this is happening in the world. And you're like, Ugh, I can't even deal. I'm not going to be here long. Like I got so much shit going on. I'm yeah. so stressed about a 50 50- people trying to struggle. People trying to get their shit done. People just trying to live their lives. A small segment that's like trying to help and shape the world. And then a lar- another even smaller segment that's not even really thinking. It's just thinking about their own selfish calculations and what they can get and what they can have. Right. And these are all not new things. They've no. all happened forever. And that is one thing to sort of say is that, yes, it, I think it is uniquely frightening that Donald Trump is president. And I think that there are deeper reasons than him. I think it's the people around him and sort of who he's bringing in. People, that's what I'm saying. He's outside the system, but people inside the system are uh, using yeah, his. Use out, like they're going to like, oh, wait, hold on. I can get myself in here because this guy is money and power. He speaks yeah. the same language as the behind the scenes sketch. Oh, balls. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like for all those people who like. Because I don't know, I from my experience, I do have an empathy even with the Trump voter. Like I yeah. toured around, and I have Trump voters in my family. So I don't mean even with, but I mean even like the most like vicious, let's say, yeah. most extreme. I can at least be like, okay, you know, listen, I can't get it, but that's how you feel. But um, the thing that's amazing to me because you know they took pride, they sort of took pride in that thing of being deplorables. Right? Yeah. And I would say to those thinkers, anyone who happens to listen to this, is like, just think about the fact that you're taking possession of deplorables right now, and eventually you'll become what they call deployables, yeah. which is you're the people who they're going to send overseas to fight these crazy wars. For dear for leader. This, for, for dear leader. And I wonder how I get, like, you want to serve your country, but, like, how many war, how many wars do we get involved in now that are about money and power grabs and not about... You know, ideology, ideology and the sovereignty of the nation. And I think that it's going to take probably that level of um, danger for people to really figure it out and go like, oh, this is all right. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, shit. Wait, because we don't have to do it. There's no draft. Turn the wheel. Yeah, there's no draft. So this is the other thing about again, about the privilege of the abstraction of the conversation we're having. Yeah, we one. We're old enough. We ain't going to get drafted. Right. Right. We're not. Neither of us work regular jobs like we're already. Got, I'm all, at least I'll say for myself, like I'm abstractly thinking about it. It scares me. Yeah. But then, like, you know, I can't imagine the fear I would have as a 18 year old Muslim kid who's who's living here or yeah. a Mexican kid who's about to go to college in like the South. They're like yeah. people who are going to states that are really super Trumpy, too. And like just being around people in the town and like the way that the behaviors change. So like. Even in this, it's like I sit from a perch and get to abstractly be afraid of it. Right. And my ultimate abstraction is exploding into a billion atoms. Right. Right. Which would be instantaneous. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> so, like, my fear even of my suffering is my suffering, whereas yeah. other people, their suffering is real. So I yeah. think it's important to say that just to remember, like, like yeah, we, you know, we know everything we know. We are. I know. I'm actually going to benefit from Trump's tax stuff. Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're both huge Trump supporters. And- <laughs> Look at. I'm a, it's more about economic, you know, emails. Listen, you know, <laughs> lock her up, lock her up. <laughs> Anthony, holy shit, we talked for about an hour, yeah. and I can't remember about anything. Like, I can't, I can now, I'm going back, and it's all flashing back to me. <laughs> I cannot wait to re-listen to this. What a ramble. Dude, dude, I love it, dude. But this is what I want to just, if I 
we would have this conversation if I didn't record, right? Yeah, that's what course. we're saying. Like, yes, I would I'm have. Sure, I, the things I'm gonna I've said that I wish I did not say. Yeah, just like any other conversation yeah. you and I have. <laughs> but for real, this is the kind of shit you know we've done for years. I'm excited mm-hmm. that we fucking this let people as in. Real on, as it gets. Yeah. I mean, this is just a. <laughs> this is every car ride, to every Torco we've yeah. done, every fucking South weird Carolina. audition, every Thirty Rock fucking green room conversation <sighs> we would have. Thirty Rock. Oh man, the days. Someday I, st- I should start a podcast called Thirty Talk, where I just finally talk all the shit I want. For the just last have me, Gavin, and Fisher, it's and Murray, and and we, like, we're just speaking from the point as the extras. Like, <laughs> for those you don't know, what we're talking about Anthony and I. <laughs> we're both writers who couldn't talk. Anthony was for every episode, and then did eventually talk. Wait, should what if you did a podcast called Thirty Talk where you? Told the listener, you're like, on Netflix, put it on, put it on mute, and watch, and we'll we're gonna we watch the show and do the podcast to the show, <laughs> and we'll tell you like fucking we'll tell you what's going on, yeah, what right, happened. standing right off camera is a dude with a fucking yes. super tight shorts on, miscuing you <laughs> so you get in trouble. You <laughs> <laughs> heard about Steve Davis, right? Who's that? Steve Davis, the bald AD. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I did see that on Facebook. Now I feel bad. Uh, R.I.P. Steve Davis. Yeah, uh, you were R. great. R. You're Steve fucking Davis. great. He was a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> he was fucking awesome. He was. Uh, all right, Anthony, where can people find you online if they want to tweet, oh. if they want to yell at us for conspiracies? At Tony, A-T-A-M-A-N-U-I-K. Yeah. T- and you can also just look up Tony Atta and it'll come up. Yeah. Uh, Anthony is having a game. Uh, check out his Facebook page guys download if you haven't yet Trump versus Bernie it's fucking hysterical album uh, live from Brooklyn live from Brooklyn it's Anthony and James Adomian who if you listen to podcasts I'm sure you're also a fan of <laughs> the genius James the ge- like and as Bernie and they have debates and I saw the live I've seen the live version I own the album it's fucking hysterical check that out if you haven't yeah, at this iTunes, point Amazon Bef- yeah <laughs> do it all buy one of each, yeah, buy one of each. <laughs> send me cash in an envelope Spotify. <laughs> subscribe to Sirius <laughs> we're like the Smothers Brothers gag it's like go in your mom's uh, go in your mom's house get an envelope yeah, put yeah. a stamp on it here's the address to write put a dollar in it and send it to me <laughs> soupy soupy sales. soupy sales not the Smothers Brothers yeah soupy sales I think they had their own thing too Smothers Brothers man fucking creeps for next time <laughs> as always i'm at john gabris no h's rate me five stars roast me in the comments and please tweet at us about conspiracies that you believe that yeah. <laughs> i want to hear i want to add some people to my blocked list so please hit us up so i can promptly delete you from my life <laughs> bye shitheads <laughs> Last week, I told some of you guys to send me your Squarespace sites, and I got a few. Let's talk about this, guys. First of all, look, it's time to make your next move, guys. Get on Squarespace. Use it to make your own websites, whether it's for an art portfolio like uh, of pictures and whatnot, video projects like Mitch uh, Sproul sent me mrsproul.com or a travel blog like gettinginthemap.com send me or if you're an actor and you need a re- a spot for your reel and resume and who your talent agents are you can put something together like christophercorbinacting.com or if you make dope ass wood furniture and make side tables and a 70s-esque looking broadcast cadenza maybe you make a website called www.com 
www.seanboydmadethis.com. That's right. I, that's just a small sampling of some of the Squarespace uh, sites people were sending in. Keep showing to me. Show me them sighties, baby. Look, I'm curious what you guys are doing with yourselves. I have no skills when it comes to art and design or making websites, so that's why I love Squarespace. I'd love to see what you guys are doing with them. So, look, Squarespace is uh, unique domain names, as you may have heard. It's an all-in-one platform, so you don't need to upgrade it ever. Customer service for those of us who need a little extra help walking through something like that. And it really is usable for any kind of website. All these sites look good looks super professional and we know that they got them on the cheap cheap uh so start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code mighty to get 10 percent off your first purchase squarespace.com offer code mighty 10 percent off and guys if send me your websites let me see let me see some more of these squarespace sites make them up make up a weird squarespace a list of all my microaggressions make a squarespace site for it use promo code mighty and have a good time all right so anthony and i wrapped up talking about two hour two and a half hours ago that's right and we've been standing in my kitchen drinking and smoking more and we decided we needed to do an addendum to this episode i want listen i really want to say this i feel like so much of what i said maybe was doom and gloom right which i think is true which is the kind of what we're mired in right now which right. is okay but i think john made this very important point which, which is, is what i've been pushing on mrs gavers i've been pushing on tiffany because she's really down about what's going on and i think say it yeah i've been pushing that saying like if you look back further than the last six months uh further than the last 10 years 20 years 30 years we've been trending towards the positive equal rights of uh, rights have gotten better uh women's rights have gotten better everything has been getting better yes, we may have some backtrack crime statistics if you look at every trajectory because he said this, and I went, you know, that's true. And I've like seen a bunch of things that, like, crime goes down, violent crime goes down, uh, and we'll uh, backslide. We'll have Nixon. We'll have course. Vietnam, and we'll have these other things. We'll have the. But it is a sine wave, right? We never go trajectory. further back than we were. We slow. We're gonna have a hard time now, but four years from now, twelve years from now, twenty years from now, it's. There's no way we can move away from people being equal. It's just like it's such a fundamental truth it is that no matter how yeah. much, yeah, it's no matter organic. It's an or, it's an organic. Uh, yeah, experience. it transcends yeah. ideas and beliefs. We're all humans. It's where we're an organism, the same way we all assembled in rejection, right? To Trump. So I think this was important to say because it was a positive capper, and I don't even mean positive. I think it was a realistic capper on. Obviously, the the delightful conversation about conspiracy and being sort of cheeky about it. But it is important to put forward that idea that the upward trajectory is the ultimate truth. Right. And, and we're on that's that path. What we that's undeniable. Yeah. keep. I'm so glad two and a half hours later, just slammed to the fucking wind. <laughs> yeah. But we're we like, figured when Anthony's like, I'm like, really? The episode was already pretty long. And I was like, fuck it. You're right, dude. Let's get back in there. Let's, let's do, do a whole other. Okay. Now let's talk about John Benet Ramsey. Oh, yeah. you <laughs> okay. So let me tell you, you know, that. so that connects to the pizza thing, though. All right. Hit so us with it. It's a pedophile. I'm going to change into sweatpants while you tell this okay. story. Watch this. So there's a lot of rumor about Jean Benet Ramsey and that her death was part of a child sex cult. Um, hot. Very hot. Super hot. And he's saying that because he's taking his pants off. And that has nothing to do with Jean Benet. Sure. Um, but I do think that there is some inkling of uh, possibility here, at least in the sense that. 
Um, they held these very strange parties, and there was many comments about the number of people moving in and out of the place. You have to wonder if there was some sort of child worship or some sort of behavior that was inappropriate. And I think it's also very uh, strange or interesting to know that you know her mother, who passed away, did suffer a bout of cancer prior to Jean Benet's murder. And you have to wonder what the effects are on a person – um, what their behavior is or what um, lengths they might go to as a wealthy person to try to cure themselves. And it does then lend itself to the intruder theory of someone who returned from the ritual to uh, take more than was allotted to them. And right. I, I feel as if that's a possibility. I feel like the brother thing is very bizarre. I think it's such a weird... Uh, I get it, but if you actually look at his... Um, interrogation videos which are online i see a 12 or 11 year old boy who is coping with a emotionally traumatic event yeah it's hard to I, judge I, people on right, those, I, especially I young people it's not conclusive yeah like you can't look at that video and go oh yeah that that kid's lying he killed his sister yeah. like that's a pretty crazy leap to make no one knows and you're basically a fucking trump supporter if you're some lib fuck listening to this who believes that jean benet ramsey's <laughs> brother killed her yeah i want you to think That's about how you gate. are a sent you, you are a pizza gate piece of shit <laughs> you're a, you're a 911 truther yeah. you're a ba- benet ramsey truther a good about, use of your time have you ever thought about people who are big fans of john wilkes booth and also 911 conspiracy theories <laughs> oh, and they're yeah. called uh 911 boothers 911 <laughs> boothers i thought those were people that insisted on sitting one specific section at, at applebee's <laughs> All right, goodbye again. That was a headgum podcast.